For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Wounded Warrior Project is working to foster the most successful generation of veterans in our nation's history. One of the ways they do that is through adaptive sports. Veterans are some of the most resilient people on the planet. It's not about what you can't do after experiencing injury or illness. It's about tapping into what you can do. Learn more about how Wounded Warrior Project's adaptive sports programs are changing lives at www.woundedwarriorproject.org sports. This show is brought to you by K Jewelers. Listen up, NFL fans. K just dropped a collection of officially licensed NFL jewelry. Shop your favorite team in the True Fans Fine Jewelry Collection at k.com slash truefans. Gear up for the season and celebrate the love of the game with K. It's about to go. Down. This is the Buffalo Nerd Sports Podcast, where we talk history of the game numbers and stats. And each week we highlight a charity that's doing good. If you haven't subscribed yet, then you should, because I'm this, 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 this the, the real deal. And you know I gotta shout out the Buffalo Bills. Hey, what is up, Bills Mafia? Welcome into another episode of the Buffalo Nerd. This is your home for Buffalo Bills football with a charity on top. And it's being brought to you again this week by my friends over at the Pigskin Podcast Network. Uh, you guys make sure you're heading over there and checking them out. If this is your first time checking out the show, thanks for being here. Appreciate you. You're going to love it. We're going inner division this week. I got a couple guys on the other end here that we're going to not give them a hard time because they're actually <clears throat> leading the division right now. <clears throat> say that because it's week one and hopefully it doesn't stay that way. Um, but I'm pretty excited to chat with a couple of uh, the other guys that are part of the network. We're going to have some fun highlighting the charity. We're going to talk bills. We're going to talk fins. We're going to have a lot of fun. So welcome in. Glad you guys are here, Mr. Mike, and I've got Lou from the Fin Fans podcast. Why don't you gentlemen go ahead and introduce yourselves? Who wants to go first? Well, I'll go first. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my name is Michael Fink. I, I you know, run the uh, Fin Fans podcast. Uh, we've done it now. This is our third season. And All right. uh, Lewis is my co-host, and uh, he can tell you a little about himself. Yeah, Lou Rigoni. I've been with Mike now three years on the show. We uh, we have a great time in doing it. Uh, we've been Dolphin fans for. Huh, since we were kids, what the early seventies, and uh, we went to a ton of games in the Orange Bowl in the eighties. We have a lot of history, so um, you know it's it's a nice tandem here. Uh, a lot of history, about eighty years of history between the two <laughs> yeah. of us. So yeah. you know we're dinosaurs, you know, as far as Dolphin fans, and uh, you know the history between the Dolphins and the Bills is you know it's just an incredible thing. I mean, you know, this is one of the biggest rivalries in football. So it's a great rivalry. It, it's always a fun week when we're playing the Bills, and we appreciate you uh, asking us to be on the show, Colt. Yeah, I'm super appreciate excited it. to have you guys. I feel like the rivalry's fallen off a little bit. Like, I feel a like it's bit. still there, but like all the fun stuff that we used to do, like, hey, when we beat you guys, got to eat all the chicken wings in the world. You know, like right. when you guys win, we got to eat all the tuna in the world. You know, right. like that kind well, of stuff. I feel like we should be doing be honest, that still. New England spoiled the party. 
That's right. They they took all the fun out for yeah. like 17 years, right? Just that like is true. No fun for nobody. Yep. Right. So very cool. I'm glad to have you guys in. Uh it's super cool having some other guys part of the network. And as much as you know, you guys are interdivision rivals, I always appreciate when the AFC East is a powerhouse, right? And that should be from sure. top to bottom. I think it's uh, more fun that way. It's more competitive. And it makes us just when we're winning, it's that much better, right? You, you look forward say, hey. to Sunday, you know, right. you look yeah. forward to it, you know. Absolutely. But like we do every week uh, on the show, before we get into all the football and getting into all that stuff, we like to highlight a charity each week on the show. So this week I had Mike chose the charity. Uh, Mike went with the American Cancer Society. So Mike, why don't you go ahead and uh, tell me a little bit about why you chose them? Well, it's two reasons. You know, the first reason, uh, you know, I had a problem with cancer and um, I've beaten it and I'm doing okay. And uh, I thought of Jim Kelly. You know, uh, he went through some uh, tough challenges with cancer a couple of times. And, uh, you know, it just seemed appropriate on this show to bring that up. I really like that, Mike. And awesome. I, the other reason I like this one is because it does touch a lot of different people. Like you mentioned, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's touched your life. Uh, you know, my mother has fought with cancer and uh, yeah. lost a battle to that. You know, so it is part of everybody's life. So it's very cool when people do highlight big organizations. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, I think people are like, well, I've heard of that before. Right. So it's like, yeah, it's cool. But. They're doing awesome things, right? Like, go check them out. Go see what they're up to. If you know somebody that's going through it, they got resources. Uh, if you want to donate and help out, you can do that too. That's it. So, like we do every week on the show, uh, we make sure everything will be in the show notes for you guys to connect over there uh, directly. If you want to just get some resources, donate, all that kind of stuff, uh, it's cancer.org. Pretty straightforward. You may have already been there. Uh, if you have, awesome. If you haven't, go over there and check it out because they do actually have a lot of good resources and other things like that. So, Mike, thanks for bringing up something personal to you. I appreciate that and uh, highlighting a cool cause. So, I know after week one, I was deflated. Pretty deflated, right? There's a lot of expectations rolling into this. I'm not sure where you guys were uh, heading into New England. Personally, I had you guys as a better football team than New England this season. So, I was anticipating that you were going to win this game. But kind of tell me where you guys were at after week one. Well, you know, on the podcast that we do, we, you know, we talked about it and we both thought the Dolphins could and probably should win. We're not necessarily homers in that regard, you know, we'll, we'll tell it like we see it. And then we just both thought that the Dolphins were at this point in time, the better football team. Yeah, same thing. I mean, you know, we had, we put our predictions out. We do a preview show every week, and we had the Dolphins winning the football game, but the big question mark was, of course, Tua. You know, we were always concerned about him at quarterback, and, um, you know, going into the game, we felt comfortable. We felt, you know, positive. We were on a positive uh, note there, and uh, our positive vibes were coming from the game up until the point, you know, we thought about the offensive line with Austin Jackson being out, and then, of course, Tua. So, Going into the game, we felt pretty strong. You know, you're going against a rookie quarterback and whatnot, but you got Belichick, and he's always got a card up his sleeve, so there's always a concern. Anytime you go to New England and you play that football team, you know you're going to be in for a tough game, and uh, that's exactly what took place. I mean, we were fortunate, extremely fortunate, to come out of there with a win because, uh, you know, statistics, as we were talking about before we came on, all their statistics – we're just so much better than ours in regard to offensively. The defensive side, we had one more turnover, and that was the difference in the ball game. The fact that we scored twice in the red zone and they scored what once, Mike, out of four trips, I think it was. Right. That's correct. Um, you know, that was the difference in the football game. I mean, we won by one point and we were going against a rookie quarterback. So we're kind of realistic about, you know, what exactly took place in that football game. A W is a W, you know, you got to take it. 
you know, and you guys, you know, you suffered a loss when you seem to have been the better team. Yes. Um, on Sunday as well, you know, it was kind of like the opposite way, you know, on your end. Yeah. When I first looked at the, all the numbers and everything, I haven't want, gone back and watched everything. I'll probably do that tomorrow to kind of see what I saw. But from what I saw briefly, it looked similar. Uh, the numbers too, it didn't play badly. Uh, he didn't jump off the charts again, like you wouldn't expect right. him to necessarily. The one stat that stood out to me that showed me the victory was that New England got in the red zone four times and they only scored one touchdown. Exactly. And that right there was what won the football game, I thought. Personally, mm -hmm. was the defense did it. In the same regard for the Bills, we took four trips to the red zone and only converted one of those into a right. touchdown, and I feel that's exactly why we lost that football game. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. Besides the punt. I mean, the punt block in for a touchdown. I mean, that you take that, that off the board, we're still there. Yes. But realistically... That was what lost us the football game, I thought, personally, is you got to convert in the red zone, which Absolutely. scares me a little bit coming into this um, because your defense showed that they're very good at stopping teams from converting. Um, we spoke offline a little bit about that. We agree that Pittsburgh's probably just hopefully a really good defense. I'm kind of banking mm -hmm. on that I at think this so. point that mm -hmm. they tore us up because they're going to be really good. Um, that's what I'm hoping. Uh, I hope it doesn't just, we just looked like trash and we are, we're going to be trash. I, I hope that's not it. But do you, you guys feel like the similar then that that's kind of, the red zones to me are my big concern. And then you guys forced a lot of fumbles. Uh, you didn't get all of them, but I think there was what, five fumbles that were forced and three right. of them you got. I mean, so. Um, they I'm, work I'm, really I'm, hard at it. Yeah, I'm a little concerned with that. So coming into this game offensively, do you guys think that you have enough to take the Bills this week based off of what you've seen from us from one week and what you put up against a good defense? Because New England does have a good defense. I mean, there's no, there's, they're not, it's not like they're a bad football team up there. Mm -hmm. Well, I, th I think that the question mark, like Lewis said, is Tua. You know, uh, they brought in some new receivers this year, guys that, that should be able to stretch the field and uh, score some points, but the ball's got to get to them. So the offensive line has to play well and Tua has to deliver a catchable pass. Yeah, I mean, you know, offensively, we do have enough weapons. I mean, Gaskin has just been incredible for us. Um, he's become a football player that we never expected, you know, that we didn't expect it out of him by no means. And the fact that we get another receiver back this week and a very good one is a major plus. I mean, you've got Parker on the opposite side, and then, of course, you got the rookie Waddle and Gasicki. There's, there's enough offensive firepower here. So, the big question mark, of course, always comes back to our quarterback and how he's going to play. And in this game, he's going to have to play better than he did last week if we're going to win this football game. It's that simple. I mean, I think every other stone you turn over on the Dolphins side, minus maybe the offensive line, which did an adequate job last week, um, you know, they've got the offensive firepower as long as the offensive line does their job and two, of course, does his. You know, it should be a good game, you know, on that side. Your defense is extremely good, too. I mean, they did a great job against Pittsburgh. You know, you've got a veteran quarterback there in Roethlisberger, and you've got a great set of receivers. And Buffalo was, you know, they, they were doing a great job, their defense, last week. So I expect much of the same this week against us. Yeah, I just got done kind of recording my uh, kind of like follow-up from the – took a couple days to kind of process my anger before I went ahead and uh, <laughs> said anything about it. Yeah. But that's what I came away with was statistically we dominated Pittsburgh. Um, right. You know, if you keep Ben Roethlisberger and those receivers under 188 yards, I feel defensively we may be back. 
And uh, after seeing the offensive showing in week one, we might need them to be 100% back. Um, I was really hoping that wasn't going to be the case this year. I thought if we got close to what we got last season and the offense was even close to what they were, mm-hmm. that we would be perfectly fine. You know, maybe not going to win every game and you might lose five or six, but you're going to be in the mix in a team that teams don't want to play. So I think defensively this week, it's going to, I think we can agree it's going to be defined by the defenses basically from what we've seen so far, right? Agreed. Agreed. Absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, our, our defense, you know, in regard to our defensive backs can match up against your receivers and you guys got a great group. There's no question about it, but you know, our secondary is, is extremely strong. So what does it come down to? It comes down to our pass rush. And it doesn't make a difference how good your pass coverage is if Josh is going to sit back there and have 10 minutes to throw the football. Uh, you know, the last game of the season last year, that's exactly what took place. It didn't make a difference who was covering who. You know, X-Man's fantastic. Our other corner's great. Our safety's very, very good. And our nickel guy is very good. But the bottom line is, is we've got to get pressure on Josh. And if we don't, it's going to be much of the same, you know, that we saw in the week 17 last year up in Buffalo at the end of last season. So I think that's what it boils down to. You know, the fact that if we can get, you know, with a four man rush, maybe blitzing every once in a while, taking him off his, you know, his mark there and putting a little pressure on him to maybe force some throws down the field. Uh, you know, that's the key in this because it doesn't matter how good our secondary is going to be if uh, he's got 10 seconds to throw the football every play, which he did. Right, right Mike? Kind of the same feeling, Mike? Yeah, no, I really, he said it. I mean, you know, Josh Allen will kill you. You give him time, he'll kill you. And they got to contain his run also because when he plays us, he tends to rush for a good yardage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's I mean, the uh, other Pittsburgh issue. got him off the spot a lot and really frustrated him in that game, which, and I was surprised that he didn't try to run a little more because uh-huh. typically that's what he tries to do when the offensive line is kind of struggling and he's he usually looks for those quick just get up the middle and try to get five or six yards right. and uh, he really wasn't doing this in that game and it was it was hurting us in that regard but we also had a ton of drops I mean Cole Beasley dropped like three footballs he does that like in an entire season typically right. you know right. so there's just a lot of things weren't going our way but a good defense can do that to you. That's right. right. I mean, and that's what I coming into this week, I still feel like we're the better football team. If you go top to bottom and you're going to stack guys next to each other, but unfortunately football is not played by what the stat sheet says, right? It's like, you actually have to go out and do it. And it's in Miami. Uh, The heat tends to get people, even though we play there, right. You know, it tends to get people. So I I can't imagine the bills going Oh, and two and like what that looks like, because the schedule still has, Kansas City and Tennessee upcoming, you know, mm-hmm. like really quickly in this yeah. and, you know, weeks like that. So falling 2-0 to the Dolphins in the division real early is real nerve-wracking. But you guys kind of hit on it. What We've we've won five in a row. Um, I think it's like seven out of the last eight meetings or yeah. something like that we've won now. Um, but overall, if you were to just give your kind of like, how can the Miami Dolphins for sure win this football game? What would you say is the thing they absolutely have to do? Go ahead, Mike. Well, I think they have to do three things. They have to protect football. They have to force turnovers. And they have to capitalize in the red zone. Yeah. And if they can do those three things, they, they should be successful. Yeah. I mean, I think every single week it comes down to your quarterback play, right? Uh, Tua's got to step up this week. We've got to put points on the board. Buffalo's going to score points. It's that simple. Uh, this week, I mean, our defense is good. Our pass rush, again, you know, lacks a little bit. It did last week. And, you know, they put pressure on 
uh, Mac Jones, but they didn't get to him. We didn't have one sack last week. We put pressure, what, what was it, 40% of the time we put pressure on him, but he was being productive in those scenarios. And Josh Allen is very similar and much, much better at doing that. And the fact that he can run with the football brings a whole other element into it. So, I mean, this is going to be a task. This is going to be one of the tougher offenses we go against this year. And the Dolphin defense has to be up to it. So that's number one. Number two, two is going to have to put points on the board. Um, This past week, we had, I think, three or four three and outs. Can't have it. You can't put Josh Allen and the Bill offense back on the field and have our defense out there in 90 degree weather, you know, for three quarters. Uh, It's just not, you know, it's not a formula for winning a football game. So those are the two keys. You know, our defense is going to have to play very, very solid, uh, mistake free. You know, no broken coverages or anything like that. And two is going to have to play extremely well. If if we do those two things, we can win this football game. You know, those are two big ifs. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, it's it's the same almost on the Bills side, realistically, at this point, too, though, because it is a tough defense. So there are simple tasks that you need to complete to win this football game. And one of them is going to be quarterback play. And our quarterback is going to have to perform better than what he did last week because mm-hmm. this is going to be a formidable defense compared to what we just played last week. I do anticipate the pass rush to not be as heavy, hopefully. Right. Um, I, I pray to God it's not. I mean, like, if our offensive line looks that bad again, then I, I don't know what we gave them the whole offseason off for, mm-hmm. right? Because it, we should never do that again if that's <laughs> the been case. Working, right? Yeah, right? Because it does not look good right now. I mean, they had six penalties across the offensive line last week by themselves. Wow. I mean, that's just no good. I haven't gone back and watched it all the way yet. Gaskins looked like he had a decent game, but it was kind of pedestrian numbers, but he was yeah. part of all the yeah. action, right? And yeah, yeah he's, he feels like he's still going to be the guy. Uh, Waddle, he had the big play I saw. Was he pretty... Uh, Pretty productive, you guys think? Besides he, that, he, he, it wasn't. It wasn't a you know a high numbers game because we didn't hold the football that much. Okay, but uh, he was electric. He, he has some uh, juice in his game. He does. You know, he's he's very very solid football player. Um, you know, he, he, he did, their group of receivers are very strong. Ball's got to get to him. It's got to get to him in stride. You know, they've got to be crisp. You know, that's the word I use a lot is crisp and. Um, you know, they've got to be on the mark. I think they're going to have to get some quick scores. You know, I think that if they try to do what they did last week and maybe put, you know, they put two long drives together and otherwise the, the offense was non-existent. Um, I think that in this football game, you know, a, a 60, 70 yard play would be major to where we don't have to work it completely down or the field. Or a block punt for a touchdown. Right. <laughs> Just do it quick and simple, one play. Yeah, that, yeah right, Mike. We, no matter where it no, comes I get from, that, you know, we've got to get it. You know, That's going to be important. I mean, I think against this defense, it's going to be difficult to you know, turn over, you know, get a first down after first down after first down and get into the end zone. I think this team is eventually going to break you down on de- you know, the defense for Buffalo. So they're going to have to have some chunk plays, which we didn't really have. We had, what, one or two, Mike, last week? Yeah. You know, the two passes down the sideline, you know, one each to um, each of the receivers I talked about. So, you know, we're going to need some more chunk plays. You know, we had a lot of, you know, seven, eight, six-yard plays, you know, down the field. And, um, you know, we're going to need more big plays out of our offense. You know, that's key in this football game as well. 
You know? Yeah, I mean, slow and methodical works. I get it. I mean, when it you're does. going up against high power, high powered offenses, I, I get the concept of wanting to try to do that. But if they take the ball in, in two minutes and just score, and you didn't score in your nine minutes, that doesn't really matter that much. I, like, right. so I get both sides of it, and I agree. With, like the chunk plays, like the Bills last week, they start out the game with a 75 yard kick return to start the game. Right. Yep. You get the ball at the 25 yard line to start your season, and you don't punch in a touchdown. Right. Yep. Right. Yes. Like that's just to me, that's just brutal. Right. Like yeah, when you yeah. get that chunk play and you get that big, exciting, huge play, you got to convert. So for me, this week, it is all about the red zone. And you guys have proven to be very good at last season. You were good at it as well um, in the red zone defense. And so to me, that's kind of the thing. But I was curious about that because when I watched to last year, you really struggled with the ball to the outside, like the corner route, you know, uh-huh. the, the post to the sideline type of route. Uh, his ball felt like it floated a lot to that point, which mm-hmm. made it uncatchable almost because guys were covered up by that point. Is it similar still? Or I've heard from camp that he's actually zipping it around a little more. You know, when he throws down the middle, he seems to have velocity on his throws. Uh, but when he throws outside, he doesn't always get the same zip. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of what I've seen too. I just wasn't, I, I don't see him all the time. So I wasn't curious. Sure. If you guys have that same kind of opinion or he, if, if you want him, him be able he, to do it, he favors over the middle. He tends to want to go over the middle more than the outside as well. Yeah. Right. It looks like he had said last season too that he didn't have like as much command of the playbook or whatever. But this season he's has more command. Does it feel like the playbooks opened up more or is it kind of similar to what you guys felt like they, they kind of were doing last year? Well, based on the one game, it's hard to say. Right. Yeah, uh, during the preseason and in the first game, you know, it, it, he wasn't affected at all. He does seem like he has more command of the offense, and he has a better understanding of what's going on. But with that being said, I think he's still having issues reading defenses. Um, you know, the three and outs are a problem. They were a problem last year. I mean, we watched him for nine games last year, and his biggest issues were the fact, you know, the thing that you mentioned, his arm strength his physical attributes, you know, for the NFL, you know, personally right now, I think they're a little bit lacking. So how does he make up for that? Well, he has to have an understanding of the football game in front of him. And with that being said, he struggled with that a little bit in this football game. You know, when he's taken off of his first receiver and his first mark, he tends to have issues. You know, he's not reading defenses like he should. At least he didn't last week. You know, I didn't see it. I think Mike, you know, Mike, we both talked about it on our show. So with all that being said, he's a guy that has ability, you know, but he has to have a better understanding of the football game in front of him and the defenses and what they're doing against him for him to be successful in the NFL. Because I think personally, his physical attributes are a little bit lacking. So he's got to make it up in other ways. And until he gets to that point, you know, this is what we're going to see out of him week in and week out. So, you know, Buffalo he's, is he's only, he's only played 10 games. Exactly. Right. He's played 10 games. I mean, we're, listen, we're harsh on him because, I mean, you guys struggled with Josh Allen, you know, early right. on in his career and look at where he is right now. So, you know, but the difference between Josh Allen and two is the fact that Josh has got physical attributes that are through the roof. He's got a cannon. He's got legs. I mean, the guy's fast, you know, out of the yeah. pocket. You know, he he moves around the pocket much better. So he has those physical attributes that Tua does not have. So Tua has to make it up, as I said, in other ways. And I don't think he's at that point quite yet. Yeah. I mean, I agree with most of that stuff. Like I said, it's 10 games, so it's it's hard, but this is the NFL too. You don't always get yeah. more than 10 games, right? Yeah, so exactly, sometimes you got to right. prove it quicker than that too, right? So, mm-hmm. but besides that, so if I was just to put you guys on the spot, 
now without uh, – you guys said you already did your predictions for this week. No, uh, not the yet. Dolphins not winning. Yet. Oh, not yet? That was last week's previous show we did, yeah. Okay. Dolphins winning this week in your guys' mind? Mike, go ahead. Oh, thanks a lot, Lou. <laughs> <laughs> the, you know, the, the spread is close. It's three and a half points. Uh, bills are favored. Um, and, and they should be. I mean, they should be favored. So uh, if you ask me, you know, put a gun to my head and tell me to pick a score, I'm actually going to pick the Bills by 10. 10? Uh, what do you got, Lou? Yeah, I'm pretty close to that, Mike. I think the defense will hold us in the football game, but uh, I think we come up a little bit short. I think Buffalo's going to win this game. Mike, we're going to be hated for this, but, you know, again, <laughs> we're real. Listen, Colt, we're realists, you know. No, and, no, I get it. And we get a lot of grief on the show, you know, when we do it. But you know what? We tell it straight. You know, we're not going to bullshit anybody. I mean – you know, we see what we see and, you know, I'm not going to sit there and sugarcoat anything. It's that simple. So it is what it is. So, yeah, I think Buffalo, you know, now listen, you know, if we can get pressure on Josh and knock him down and keep him from scrambling all over the place, we got a good shot at winning this football game. But, um, you know, that's a big if. So, you know, right. I, I predict Buffalo to win by about 10 points. Yeah, uh, I say the score I- 24-14, something like that. Yeah, I actually was thinking something around like a 31-21, something around in there, you know, a 28-17, you know, something around that. I don't think it's going to get crazy. Uh, And I I wouldn't be surprised if this first half is real tight. I think that this game could definitely be a tight game. Uh, Unless we just come out completely like we played like so much crap last week that they just come out and explode, you know, and it just starts rolling off the bat. But looking back at the past, we've done that a few times against Miami, but... They're usually fairly close. Uh, it's usually finished up at the end before it finally gets wide open. But real quick, I wanted to get your guys' opinion on, is your outlook of the AFC changed at all after what we saw so far this weekend? I mean, the Bills dropped, Cleveland dropped, which probably most people saw, but I think they're a really good football team. Tennessee goes down, Baltimore goes down. Um, where are you guys at? Who's the best team in the AFC? Mike? You have to say with Kansas City and until they're not. Yeah. Yeah, I really wish Cleveland would have beat them because, again, they came out and looked like they were ready to do it, and then they just couldn't finish it off in the end. That's They had them in the championship game uh, or the divisional game last year, too, where it was real close where they were play away. And uh, But, yeah, I'm, the, I'm, I'm similar. Until somebody beats them, I think you got to just continue to call Kansas City the top dog. But I don't think they're going to win the AFC championship this year. Yeah, I mean, they, they have the ability to do You're it. You're picking Buffalo, aren't you? No, I don't. do you want my people to hate me too on my own show? No, I actually, early season prediction was I had the Browns and the Bills in the AFC Championship, okay. uh, the Battle of Lake Erie, and I'm not going to be stunned if we don't win that football game. The Browns are a really good football team right they now. Their, their run game and their line uh, is really good, and I think that that goes a long way in the NFL right now that a lot of the teams that are kind of powerhouse teams, they don't really have run games, uh, mm-hmm. and, and the Browns do. So that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, the Browns have a constant run game, too. I mean, you take one guy out and hunt. I mean, they're they're just phenomenal running the football. They, their issue is Mayfield. He's hit and miss. I mean, they, you look at that team on paper and you're like, my goodness, how did they ever lose? But, you know, I think Mayfield's very inconsistent and, uh, you know, a lot depends on him this season, you know, for them. Um, you know, Tennessee, I think, is going to take a step back. I think their defense is, you know, is is somewhat weak. I think the Tannehill is kind of like, you know, if Henry's not carrying them, Tannehill can hurt you. Um, you know, we watched them for years do it here. So, you know, in the AFC, our outlook, I think that we can make the playoffs. Um, a lot depends on 
you know, our quarterback play on our offense. You know, I think our defense is one of the best in the NFL. They're not as good as the defense you went against last week, you know, in Pittsburgh, but we're right up there with them. You know, if we get a pass rush this season, we can be right there with them. Um, so, yeah, the outlook, you know, to answer your question, I think that, you know, we can be a playoff team. You know, it just hinges on our offense and how many points we're able to put up on the board. So, you know, week yeah. in and week out. Like we talked offline, I said I had you guys about 11 and 6. I think yeah, I think you will be in the playoff mix is when it all is said and done and a team that probably somebody won't want to play. I mean, realistically, when it comes down to it. But mm-hmm. So we're getting up here close to the end of it. Um, you guys got anything uh, that you guys are working on? Anything coming up uh, that you guys want to shout out? Anything like that? No, we're good. I mean, we've got the show twice a week. Any Buffalo Bill fans who want to tune in? <laughs> <laughs> We do the show. Hey, we no, do our- <laughs> I do listen to other teams, like, and that's why I wanted you guys to come on and stuff because I actually like you can listen to the local Bills guys, and you're you're gonna get kind of the same tune a lot of the time, right? So I, I'd rather get an opinion of like the other team and kind of where they stand and where they view us to kind right. of see you know see where it's at. So I that's cool. I, I would go listen to you. So absolutely, tell us where you're at. Yeah, we're very, very much concerned with Buffalo, as we said. Um, We have a lot of respect for that football team. Um, I think they're the best team in the AFC East. You know, I think um, East. We're not in the East anymore. What do they call our division now? It is the East. Okay, yeah. yeah. They changed it around. I don't even pay attention to that stuff. But the bottom line is is that we have a lot of respect for them. We think they're the best team in our division. It sounded uh, like Tannehill on that one. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Well, you know, what are you going to do, Mike? It is what it is. They shouldn't have re- realigned everybody anyway. The Colts should the still be in our division, right? Make you so, lose everything. Yeah, well, the Colts used to be. Imagine exactly. if the Colts still were there for a little while. This would have oh, been a it monster division. Monster division. So, you know, with all that being said, we have a lot of respect for them. You know, they're a great football team. And um, if we come out of here with a win, fantastic this week. I mean, I'd be shocked to be honest with you. But if we do it, I mean, you know, we're going to be riding high for another week. So, you know, we'll see what happens. You know, that's all I can say. It gets you seven days. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, you get to be excited for a little while and you get to ride. You'll be at the top of the division still, you know, and you'll actually have a little separation already early in the season, which is hard to do uh, because, you know, I don't think the Jets are going to perform. New England might be able to bounce back this week and, you know, get a win because I do think they are a good football team. I don't think you guys beat like a a crap football team up there in New England. Um, Are they super competitive? We'll see. I mean, I had them kind of like a 500, 9 and 8 kind of team, you know, that they can win games and they might get to 10, you know, you never know, yeah. but they're a good football team. But I really want to thank you guys uh, for yeah. coming on the show and chatting with me. We did this super last minute. I was kind of spaced and I'm like, wait, what about the other guys on the network? Yeah. Why don't we chat? And then, uh, so I hit up Mike and he was like, yeah, when do you want to do it? And so we got it all mapped out. So thanks a lot for coming on you guys. Uh, it was good information. You know, it's good to have a good spirited conversation with people who aren't just going to be like the bills suck and yeah, no. we, we hate you and this that, that was the a time we were like that but we got over that <laughs> yeah eventually you have to right we, we talked about it offline a little bit when or even earlier on when new england took all the fun out of everything for 17 years uh-huh. you know, or whatever. exactly but well for you guys we we beat new england quite a bit so we you guys little, actually did we, yeah. we we had a little bit more fun i think than you guys did you know in regard to that but yeah they they did uh they won the division in the end so, well, and you got yeah. a division win in that stretch too. We never actually got a division win in that stretch. You guys did get that one. You snuck in that one in yeah, the mix no there too. Yeah, yeah. that's so, true. Yep. 
Very cool. But thank you everybody for listening in. Uh, we won't be having a show if there's nobody listening. So I appreciate you guys out there in the nerd mafia. Uh, make sure you guys head over to my buddies over to playactionpools.com. Uh, cool thing. You guys can do weekend contests with your buddies, you know, gauntlets. You do all sorts of kind of fun stuff. If you head over there, sign up, use the code nerd. You guys will get a little discount from Chris and his guys over there. Uh, if you guys are into the putting your money down on things, head over to betus.com, use the code Buffalo Nerd. And of course, you guys will get a discount there as well. So thanks everybody for being here. Love you guys. And of course, go Bills. You just listen to the Buffalo Nerd Sports Podcast. Make sure you leave a review and subscribe so you never miss another episode. We'll see you next time. Leg out.